Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. I am your host, Corey Deergan. Alongside me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Sleepy Jesse Douglas. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> How's that nap, Jesse? Feel good? Feel uh, better? It was okay. It was okay. <laughs> Not long enough, but it was good. <laughs> also joining us, as always, is the commander himself. Jovic. Hello. I saw you bipping and bopping, so I started bipping and bopping, and then I saw no one else bipping and bopping, so I, I stopped. It's because nobody else has any rhythm here. No, nope, you know exactly. I mean? It's kind of a shame. Like I thought, I thought we all were kind of on the same beat, and we weren't. Clearly, the song you and I have going in our head, Corey. No mm-hmm. one else knows. No, me. it's fine. Look, our it's our song, Stoy. Exactly. Was it? it is. Was it that, or is it just the ones that have rhythm where we're sitting still and just thinking you guys are having a seizure? Nope. Nope. I'm sorry you just can't appreciate music, Jesse. Seizures can have rhythm too, Jesse. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When you listen to EKG monitors all day like I do at work, you kind of come with a beat. It's like boop, 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 you know, whatever. Yeah. So you got to just kind of write your own music to the beeps of the <laughs> the uh i'm just gonna stop right there before anything i mean you know happens. how it is there's a beat everywhere like you'll just be like sitting there wandering and then someone will just be like tapping something and then you'll just be like hey that's yes. not bad and then you try to you ever try to wonder like what it is they're tapping i don't know i don't know if you can like if you can really determine it i was having a conversation with a friend of mine about this so like if i tap something and i don't tell you what it is can you figure it out exactly yeah I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, there's definitely been times where I've seen people like out like on the bus who are like jamming out, you know, playing the the air uh, drums to whatever they're listening to. And I'm like, oh, they wonder what they're listening to. Right. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) Right. Speaking of uh, wondering what we're listening to, the fourth chair this week and from Nintendo Power Block and the Boss Rush Network, our friend. That retro code, Eddie V. Hello, everybody. Mm. Thank you guys for having me. The man who's making me host Nintendo Power Block tomorrow because I got to work because I took off the weekend to go see my friend Jesse. Her. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought Jacob was hosting. You sent me a message like two days ago. It said, "Now I got to right. look it up." Now I got now I got now I got to look it up. Uh, maybe you got the night <laughs> off, Corey. You never know. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, there's all these emojis I send or gifts that I send Ed because he bothers me in the middle of the night. I did not bother you in the hmm. middle of the night. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Hold on, I'm almost there, guys. I'm almost there. By I, the I, way, I, Ed. By the way, Ed, you owe me a pizza for calling Sora in Super Smash Brothers two years ago. I told you ago. that. I told you that. I will. I'm just I'm putting it. You. I'm just putting it on record that I called it two years ago. And now, and now I know. So, what, p- yeah. what piece are we getting? We're, I don't we're gonna know. Hold, we're going to hold you to it. Well, hopefully I get to come go see them next year so we can go with Pizza and Thai food and uh, all the other places. Hmm. Pizza and <laughs> Thai food. Hmm. Ed, where is this message you sent me? You sent it to me. Looks like you're not hosting tomorrow. You got hmm. the night off, Corey. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds like a bad decision. I'm just kidding. Yeah, whatever. I'm just fun. kidding. Look, look. People love Jacob 
on Nintendo Power Block. I'm just saying. People love Ed and Jacob. Okay, I I I don't want to disturb the peace. <laughs> even though technically it was my show for 225 episodes. Okay. Yes. Who's Jacob? Why am I drawing a blank? Galatrad. Oh, that guy. Okay, all right. I know. David said that the other day. He's like, hey, we were talking about website stuff, and, and he's, he's like, he's one passionate dude. He's like, I made, I made Jacob. I did, made Jacob. So I'm like, who's Jacob? Because like we just call him Galatrad all the time, and I'm just like, oh, I feel so stupid. But also, sorry. Oh wow, it's okay. Also, Jacob's a great name. I, I gave a shout out to uh, Black on uh, on our podcast this morning, and uh, I was like, I don't know his real name, so I was like, shout out to Black, Black. on his podcast, <laughs> his video series, Black's Gaming Reviews, because he did that video on Eternal Darkness that was really good. So I was yeah. like, shout out to my man, uh, Black, and Can... I don't know his real name. but Can we just say that Block's reviews are really awesome and it's the accent hilarious? It's the accent. His, it's, it's the accent. And, it's the delivery. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Of accent. course it is, but it's also the delivery and his like one-liner jokes that are pretty hilarious too. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> He's. I. I want more people to find Block because I. His reviews are really relaxing. When I'm editing and something, I'll throw it up on the TV just to like have something on the background. Uh-huh. Yeah. His. It's. It's one of my go-to's. Gotta say, blocks, yeah, he, blocks gaming reviews got, on YouTube. He's got that soothing Texas, uh, Texas accent that just yeah. It's, that's he's, raw. He's from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. He's like right. four hours from me. Wow, uh, I could go say hello. Stay with some good food in Kentucky. Yeah, are you are you, sh- are you sure? I think oh, they yeah. have good Eddie's, Eddie's mind always has to go to like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, he's got some really good. No, because I've been there. to I've been to Kentucky, mm. and I clearly you know, not the same part of Kentucky that I've been to. I've been to KFC. <laughs> <laughs> we drove to Kentucky. That's about it. We all have. No, I, I dated a girl who lived just outside Cincinnati for a long time, and we would go to Kentucky when I went down there. Uh, and, uh, yeah. It's a rough place. I wouldn't say rough. It's just colorful, but in the whitest Different. way possible. Okay. Sounds like Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Super suburban. So. Ah. Oh, anyways. Max said hi, Ed. Hi, Max. <laughs> oh, he wasn't saying hi to me. Okay. You don't give up. <laughs> no. <laughs> hi, Stoy. Hi. Hi, Corey. Mm. Hey there, Corey and Stoy. How's it going? What, whatever. <laughs> Shut up, Jesse. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Corey and I are talking. <laughs> uh. Gosh! All right, this is you the. You don't participate in Turbo Time, <laughs> so you go sit down. Turbo Time. <laughs> wow. Man, jingle all the way. What a flick. What a flick. Still haven't seen it. Mm. You have. Don't. Uh, don't. I liked it. I love it. It's good. Don't. I got that from uh, what was it? The that show on Netflix. Uh, I think you should leave. Oh you ever yeah. Ever see that skit? Has this ever happened to you? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've That's ever where seen I got it. that from. And then the guys all of a sudden jump up and they sell it's turbo time and they run around the house and they start jumping on the couches. Eh, wow. <laughs> you got to see it. Interesting. Uh, yeah. We have a I podcast think... to run here. We do. You know why? Because this mm-hmm. is Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast, part of the Boss Rush Network, where each 
And every week we come together with our friends from around the internet to talk about everything we love about Xbox, including news, rumors, Game Pass, your questions. You can email the show at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on the latest video episode. You can, if you listen on iTunes, please leave us a five-star rating and a nice review. Remember, you can find all of our shows and content on bossrush.net. Follow us on Twitter at, at Boss Rush Network. We're going to jump into what we've been playing, Stoy. You you brought up a game in the chat that said we better be playing this game, and spoilers, I did not. Oh, man. Eddie, I, I think I, you've heard me talk about this game, Procession to Calvary. Yes. Uh, um, you did I played it. it. Yeah, I played it on the Nintendo Switch a while ago, and it came out on Game Pass just a couple of days ago. Oh, so okay. you, you guys have to play it. It's like an art meme painting um, walking simulator. It's pretty good. It's right, because you told us, uh, me and Celeste, we should check it out for Talk the Walk. I think we're going to do it uh, when she comes back. Uh, Very cool. Because it looks, it looks, it has that Mighty Python style mm-hmm. of animation, and uh, it's funny. Oh yeah. Uh, but I just gotta, I just gotta get, uh, just get it. Is it? It's, it's. There's two games, right? There's no. like a. Is it just one? I well, thought there was a sequel. I think that developer made one way uh, like a couple years ago. Uh uh-huh. But uh, he kickstarted this one, and then it it became successful, obviously. So he, uh, um. It's uh, it's kind of funny because uh, you know how Kickstarter games usually has like a, they have like a museum wall of all the backers and stuff. Yeah. So you can actually access that wall, um, in the game, where you can walk up to the guard and the guard's like, "Sorry, this is for backers only," and they actually <laughs> say that in the game, and you, they're like, "You you can't enter," and then you said, you know, you can respond, "Well, I'm a fucking backer, so you better let me in." The guy's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, come on in, come on in, you know." And like <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're a backer or not, you can still access it, but it's kind of it's kind of a funny um funny little game for sure. It's probably the funniest game I've played so far this year. Like it's just man, the way they take some of these art paintings and just rip them in to be like, you know, memes, it's hilarious. Yeah, I had to pick it up uh because you said it's on Switch, so I pick it up there. Yeah, uh-huh. that's where I first picked it up. And then, yeah, it's on. it just came out on the Xbox, oh. and I think it was out on PC like a year ago, too. Oh, okay. Cool. But yeah, I, I, played I, I did play it. I did play it, but I I couldn't get very far. I couldn't figure out what I need to do next. You could walk, run around killing people if you want, Jesse. I wanted to. There's always to. that option. Yeah, Yeah, I wanted but to. The but the game will end. It kept on saying that I couldn't kill anyone. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can kill anybody you encounter, but the game will end prematurely if you kill too many people. I've learned that the hard way, because huh. it's, it's one of those things where, like, if um, if like you're trying to cross the boat, you know, I, I think I talked about this particular scene where it's like you're trying to cross the boat, cross this river, and you need a boat pass. So someone tells you, "Hey, go talk to that guy. He'll teach you to walk on water," and it's Jesus. And he's like in front of all his disciples or whatever. And mm-hmm. then he hands you a boat pass. And he's like, hey, this is how I can walk on water. Ha ha. Very funny. So it's whatever. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird. Because, yeah, like at the part, maybe I missed something. Maybe I missed like a button. Like, because so like I you have the cursor that you move around to pick stuff. And yeah, I'd like when I when I picked like would click on someone and give you that little uh, three bubble you know option and i would pick the sword 
to try to kill them or whatever. And then mm-hmm. a person would just tell me I, that I can't do that. Oh, you and can I, go. You can continue. Oh. You can continue past through it. Eh, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, I don't recommend killing people in that game, though. I yeah. Mean, like I said, it's the, you don't have to. I must be missing something then, something like some some kind of like action or something that I'm missing because yeah, I'm I'm at some point where I yeah I got to try to go on the boat to take that boat somewhere, but it, he said I need to find like uh bring bring him uh straw or, or the, there he told me I need to bring like hay or straw or something like that I don't remember or oats or something like that. I want to give a special shout out to the guy in the chat who's uh, asked very specific Arsenal FC questions. Um, I'm a Liverpool fan, so um, you can see your way, see your way out the door there. Uh, pranks in the hood. It's kind of just <laughs> door is door is right behind you, 20 feet that way. So wow. just see you later. Anyway, I, tr- I trust um, Stoy's judgment on yeah. on football. <laughs> Otherwise, um, I played I. I reserved Back for Blood, the Ultimate Edition, and I got to play it four days early. So I've played a couple hours of it already. Is it oh, nice. it's officially out, right? No. No? It doesn't come out till Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Okay. And I didn't realize that because I was expecting Far Cry 6, and then GameStop called me, and they are like, hey, your copy of Back for Blood is here. And I was like, but that game don't come out till next week. And they're like, no. It's it's available for you, you know, because I didn't realize I pre-ordered the hundred dollar ultimate edition. So uh, let me tell you, I spent a lot of money this week. <laughs> Maybe you didn't mean to do that. Maybe it's just GameStop just like getting at you. They're like they be like that sometimes. They they will do that. But I've I've played Back for Blood solo only. And let me tell you, this game captures that same fun that Left for Dead had. Mm-hmm. And nice. It's, you know, it's it's relentless <clears throat> onslaught of zombies. There's never any time to, like, really relax mm-hmm. or really slow down. There's always, you know, like, you're getting bombarded. You, you got the the Ridden. That's what the zombies are called. Because, you know, every zombie game or every zombie movie has to have some cool name for the zombies. Yeah, it just can't be zombies. Yeah, it's so they're just called the Ridden. And they have these special, like, kind of obviously... Uh, Super ridden, where like they have a tall boy, which is some guy with a big mallet for a hand. <laughs> they got this other guy that has this long tongue that sucks you down, sucks you across the map. You have like a, a boomer, where like if you shoot him, he blows up and he spits, <coughs> you know, puke on you and stuff. So it's it's very much Left for Dead, just the new generation. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, the interesting thing about it is that this game has gotten a lot of hate lately because. Of its of the developers trying to focus more on the multiplayer aspects of this game, mm-hmm. and making it, you know, seem like oh it's anti solo, anti solo play, and it's not really. You can have you can have a lot of fun playing solo, and that's all I've done. I've logged in three hours of this playing solo, and I've just had a blast. Like mm-hmm. there's this talk about like the card system that this game has. So mm-hmm. like you you build out a deck of cards, so to speak, and I think. In a solo campaign, you can pick up to 15. And you can pick which one of those 15 in your gameplay session you want to play. So, you know, a card can be like plus 10 health or 20% quicker reload time or carry an extra inventory item, carry an extra this or, you know, whatever. So it's just stat boosts, whatever. Or like, you know, increasing your luck to 
find new more currency in the world. Um, when you play solo, you get access to all the cards right away. If you were to play multiplayer with your friends, you have to earn them by creating these something that are some things that are called supply drops. So you go out to do campaign missions, you set up supply points, and then you can buy these cards that you can use. So when it's you- actually it's actually easier to play with a good set of cards solo. When you so, uh, when you play when you're playing solo, do don't they still have uh, computer uh, yeah, controlled characters? Yeah, okay. yeah, AI. Yeah, because yeah. I noticed I noticed that when I because I played the beta or whatever, and it was essentially the full like not the full game, but I mean you're playing like the beginning of it, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I I tried both ways. I tried where I did online mode where it would put me with random. Uh, you know, other people playing, or and I did the bot solo, and and yeah, I I didn't find any issues whatsoever doing that. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, so, this yeah, game is this, is this game is a ton of fun. Like so many yeah. different weapons to choose from, so many different like you can uh, customize your weapons to have different scopes, different stocks, different muzzles. Um, obviously, you could change change them cosmetically. Uh, you could change your characters cosmetically, so it's like basically Left 4 Dead, but taking like everything multiplayer games have learned over the last few years in terms of like weapon choice and cosmetic choices and whatever. But uh, yeah, the um, so like the first act, you know, like the, the, there was this mission. You you have to cross this destroyed bridge, go into this uh, ship that's capsized, whatever, and you get out of the other side of the ship. And you meet this like group of like you know that are from this camp, whatever. And they're like, mm-hmm. "Hey, we got to destroy that bridge. So take this, piece, this take this C4, go back into that ship, and uh, plant the bomb." And it's like, "I just went through that ship. What the hell kind of campaign is this?" So that's where the game gets kind of fun, to where you get these like specific goals and these specific missions um, to you know plant the bomb and then try to run while the horde is really coming at you. It's kind of reminiscent of Left 4 Dead in that way too. Uh, sometimes they give you extra campaigns too as well. Like they'll give you uh, like, Oh, carry this blood, this pack of blood through the mission. And when you carry this pack of blood, it takes up an inventory slot. So it adds a little bit of difficulty and a little bit of, you know, at, like, I guess expert mode. Cause then it takes up an inventory slot. So you can't carry a particular, um, you can't carry like a particular grenade or Molotov cocktail or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's there's there's the, so much replayability in this game. It's crazy. That's basically their modern version of the carrying the what was it? I think it was a um a gnome or a garden gnome that you had to carry in Left 4 Dead 2. Kind of, <laughs> but that but the garden gnome you can use it as a weapon. This takes up yeah. an inventory slot. Okay. Well, so, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one person in the party had to carry that stupid gnome, and it was like, yeah, you could use it as a weapon, but still. Jeez. I haven't encountered anything like that yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if they put it in there. Yeah. Um. So otherwise, I played Far Cry Six. So far, so good. But it's Far Cry. Uh, Metroid Dread. Dread is really good. Um. Eddie, I'll let Eddie talk about that one. <laughs> um. And I played Visage for the, uh, for the Xbox, and because that just came out on Game Pass this last week. And yeah. That game's spoopy, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> spoopy games. I, yeah, it's spoopy game. It's spoopy game month, and I was like, that's a perfect spoopy game to play in October. 
it's it's basically PT, but like on steroids. Like it's so good, mm. and okay. and freaking it's it, it freaks me out, man. It's just there, there's times in the game where it freaks me out, and then there's times where it's frustrating as hell. Sounds awesome. It's like you need a walkthrough sometimes. Like I was, th- th- there'd be times I'd be lost and I'd be wandering around. And wandering around kind of gets you killed in this game because Ooh. you have you have sanity meters that go up. So if you spend a lot of time wandering around trying to find things like yeah. your sanity meter goes up and that's when the more the higher your sanity meter goes up, the crazier things happen. Lights will spontaneously turn off. Doors will spontaneously slam. Sometimes you'll see a crazy specter lady at the, <coughs> end of the hallway or like, you know, this... she'll come up and turn you around and stab you in the stomach. Like it's just man. Is it there take like on eternal dark darkness like sanity meter in a sense? You know what yeah, this sounds like? You know what this sounds like is the Dreamcast game Illbleed. I don't remember playing that. It's it was remember. like really rare. I, I did you ever play the game Blue Stinger? I played Blue Stinger, yeah, I have it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's set in that universe. There's oh, like okay. three games set in that universe. One is Illbleed, uh one is Blue Stinger, I forget what the third one is, but like Illbleed takes place in this weird, ha- like, haunted house type thing, and you have to use, like, the sanity meter to, like, see where enemies are, see where traps are, or whatever, and, like, you have to get through the whole game without any of the characters dying. And, uh, this is, this sounds kind of like that in terms of, like, what the mm-hmm. meter does and everything. Yeah. Illbleed is very expensive. It's... I sold my copy for almost $200. Last year. Yeah. Well, I was I was just gonna say I was gonna start to look that up, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. going for like three sixty, three hundred and sixty right now, and some. Never mind. Some are yeah, selling it, was... it for five hundred and fifty. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. Yeah, what racket we... some of these games are. Jeez. Otherwise, Gosh. um, I, I almost like I, I almost feel like I'll talk about it a lot more when we talk about our topic this month, but um, or for today, but. Yeah, it's it's like the game punishes you for kind of wandering around, and not everything is apparent. Not everything will have an objective. Like at one point, it's like you pick up a compass, and it's like, what am I going to do with this compass? What am I doing with this compass? It doesn't tell you like, hey, go outside, and <laughs> use the compass to work your way around. Like I didn't know, I had no idea I had to do that. Like I don't know. It's just they don't they don't hold your hand. The game you boot up the game, and it tells you in like bold letters. Visage is a hard game. You're going to have to spend a lot of time exploring and picking up things. So <laughs> playing this with a walkthrough is probably keep that on deck. Keep that on deck because mm-hmm. I pulled that up sometimes whenever I got lost. Yeah. So. I could see, though, where where you'd yeah, you want to have it on deck, but you don't want to use it unless you absolutely have to because you still want if you still want to have that experience of getting scared or whatever, then you know like you don't want to know too much, mm-hmm. but you want to know just enough to to get to the you know through the game at least at least enough to know the objective or what you're supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. The, you know the, the exploration part of it is the is the kind of the fun part, and the you know kind of like that sanity meter kind of freaks you out a little bit because like, you know I remember like my wife was watching me play. And I was walking up to a door that was wide open and the door just slams shut and right in front of me. And she laughs at me. She's like, why would you close that door when you're trying to walk through it? I was like, I didn't close that door. Ooh. <laughs> so she was like, what? <laughs> yeah, there was like, 
there was like a there was a couple of scenes where it's like you you turn this corner down this dark hallway and you see something there, and you're looking at it like, I don't want to go that way, but I know I have to go that way. I don't want to go that way. Nope. And don't make me go that way. <laughs> I know, and it's like, all right, I guess I'm gonna go that way. So you take a deep breath and you go that way. And usually, most of the time, it's it's never like, okay, that was scary as shit, but. Um, so the, yeah, the, um, it's good. It's good. It's, it's a perfect game to play this year. It has chapters in it. So like I played, I skipped and played chapter two for some reason. So, and that took me a couple hours to play through, especially since I got lost a lot, <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> ah. Okay. Yeah. I, I have it downloaded. I haven't, I haven't touched it yet though. It's because, uh, yeah, it's right up my alley. So, yeah, you'll enjoy it, but don't be don't be ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Don't be ashamed if you look up a YouTube video on how to get through it. So, um, okay. Yeah. Um, feel ashamed. The, uh, always I, I, feel I still ashamed. Corey, <laughs> Corey, come on. Play through all games on hard mode with no walkthrough, bro, bro. <laughs> we ain't got time for that. We ain't got time for that. <laughs> I I played six games in the last three days because I've also been playing Evil Within two. And I, I think I'm almost done with that, thankfully. But yeah, spoopy game month, boys. Yeah, it is. I'm playing. I'm, it. I'm going to play Metroid Dread. That's the spoopiest game I'm going to play all all month. Ooh, so <laughs> spoopy. It is. There's robots that chase you. That's yeah. That's, that's spoopy. Can I say, Eddie? Eddie, I had a hard time with the jumping mechanics in this game. <laughs> Metroid. Really? Yeah. It took me a while to kind of get the timing down. For the uh, the wall jumps, for the um, yeah, for the wall jumps because every indication in my head thinks like, okay, if I'm wanting to do a wall jump, I have to point the directional button toward the wall and then mm-hmm. jump. But that's not how it works. So like a lot of times I'm trying to jump, I'm trying to do a wall jump and I'm like failing, and I'm like, how the hell? This <laughs> this is not how this is supposed to work. But once I figured it out that you don't have to do that, it kind of made things easier. Oh, so, yeah, it has anyway. like. A- it almost feels like it's automatic in a sense. Yeah, for sure. Because hmm. I grew up in the Ninja Gaiden days where I had to, you know. <laughs> so. yeah. But that that's all I've been playing. Nice. All nice. Right. Jesse, what are you playing? I um, I played a little uh, Forza Horizon 4 just because I felt like jumping back into that game. And I, I bought the like season pass, so I had a whole bunch of uh, spins waiting for me because that's the great thing about that game Hell is yeah. you don't play it for a while and you got like 30 spins and just, oh like I got this car I just unlocked and this car and this outfit and and I had like over well let's see I think when I started the game up I had a, um, maybe two and a half million dollars uh to to buy stuff and by the time i was done with all my rolls i had eight million (laughs) so i kept on hitting all the the money rolls and stuff and so i bought i bought some uh some of the more expensive uh cars like i think i bought the most expensive lamborghini that was like like three million or something by itself (laughs) and so yeah i played a little a little bit of that but otherwise um I I actually started up the Alan Wake remastered. Um, that's the only game I've bought this like so far this week. I do want to get um, 
like Far Cry, and I do want to get uh, Metroid Dread and stuff like that. But I'm I'm waiting for right now. Um, but yeah, like Alan Wake, like I really I really like um, how it feels. I mean, it you know there is a little bit of it that kind of still feels you know a little old, but mm-hmm. but everything like looks wise and stuff. It looks great it plays you know it plays really well i still think you know even if you didn't play that original game um if you're used to like your uh resident evils and stuff like that that you know you'll you'll still kind of be able to play that you know with ease um yeah i because i'll be honest it's been quite some time since i finished the you know that that game and uh, and you know i think the last time i finished it was during xbox one you know like when xbox one was out so it's still Mm -hmm. been quite a few years um and i haven't you know i never really did get a chance to play any of the extra um stuff so yeah so i'm because if i remember correctly that's all just kind of added on to this game so i want to play through this so i can kind of get that get that extra stuff that i that i never experienced yet so um yeah i it's kind of cool i like how like when you're in certain areas you'll just see qr codes on the wall or something or hidden in a picture or whatever and then you can take up you know like it will take you to a video or something that you can watch on your phone uh and things like that so there's there's some interesting cool things that it does um so yeah, I, I'm enjoying that, and that's that's mostly what I've been playing. Um, yeah. Cool. Ed. Sick. <laughs> Ed. Yes. What are you playing? Uh, so um, for a PlayStation, I started Ken. Whoa, 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 whoa! This is an Xbox <laughs> podcast, Edward. <laughs> I started Ken Bridges. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I started that up. It's a good game. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I uh, just got to play a little bit more. Um, it still has some stiffness to it at some parts. I'm like, mm, okay, probably because I am playing it on PS4, not PS5. Um, but it's a good game. Uh, for Xbox, I started up Sagebrush. Um, this is a game that Celeste recommended to me for Talk the Walk. Um, and it's a walking simulator about a cult. And you kind of got to find out what happened to the people in this religious cult. Um, and you kind of find out who the characters are and the backstories. Like, when I got it, it was only like $4. So it wasn't that much. Um, not, it don't feel like it's too long of a game. But um, I definitely going to have to talk to Celeste about it. Uh, it's kind of spooky and everything, but it's kind of like, uh, this is a little bit cliche. Um, but uh, it, it's, a, it's a fine game. Started up Dead Space 3 on uh, Series X. Um, and it's, it's very much an action-packed game. You know, I'm feeling like, oh, this is not really a scary, like, spooky game, but it has more of that Resident Evil 5 kind of feel where it's supposed to scare you but it's so gameplay heavy like with the guns and stuff that's how I kind of feel about it uh, so it's not, not, nothing too bad and of course Sales of Arise but uh, focusing on Metroid Dread and wow this is not game of the year I don't know what it is literally 
Mercury's uh, system and Nintendo got together, party played Metroid Other M, Metroid Fusion, Samus Returns. Like, they really went in and kind of perfected everything. It's very challenging. Um, Some people say but, this is the best Metroid game ever made. I read a review somewhere that said that. I don't know how true that is, but I read it. Whatever. These people forget that Super Metroid exists. So I, I think a lot, because a lot of people have been saying, yeah, it's the best, but this is their first time playing Metroid. Yeah. Get you know, it. and it's kind of just like, you, it's great that you feel like this is the best, but you got to understand, like, why this series is the way that it is and why Super Metroid is still kind of held as the best game of all time. Um, So, um, but I'm really enjoying it. The cutscenes are fantastic. They are so, so good. Um, And the uh, Emmy, Emmy, uh, they, yes, they do chase you, but they present that good tense, that good... uh, that good suspense like are they going to get me or are they you know are they are they not going to get me am i going to get away because you could literally be at a door that you're about to exit and if they see you they shut it (laughs) and so now you got to dip and run uh so you can get away from them Uh, they do uh offer the ability to uh, counter attack they kind of teach you that yeah sure Uh, i'm sure they do eddie i'm sure that counter attack is so easy to, to use right uh, you got. To... I it, saw the Ron's I, tweet. He said he got yeah. killed like one million or something times. And he's oh, like, actually, I counted him I, seven I, times. That, yeah, the, the yeah the counter is like there's no telltale. I I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's a telltale part. Yeah. So like, it, but so I don't it, know when it is. I don't know where it is. I've guessed and been successful. So it has like, if you watch anime or even Persona, it has like that star kind of shiny. Uh, yellow is like a is like a four way kind of imitation. So when yep. you see that, that means counter attack. Hit the counter <laughs> button, and it will let you counter so you can get away. I can't see that. You have to really. It. Yeah, it's it flashes yellow. It flashes yellow. In fact, you it flashes and you hear it. Okay. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to YouTube this. Yeah. So, um, but the they are. It. They are literally terrifying, and they did something way different um, than any of the Metro games that I remember. Like you start the game without going left. Like you can't go left in this game when you start it. You have to go right. You can't go left. That's the only yeah, thing. That's that's what you do in Metroid. You yeah. go left. You mostly start games in the Metro series that way, but you go left. You get the, the the morph ball, and then you roll under the thing, and then you jump. You jump down. They changed. They changed. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see it now. All right. It does mm. flash yellow, but man, that is a very small window. <laughs> very. Yeah. And then sometimes you get hit it, but you got to also pay attention again because they they'll still attack you. Uh, yeah. Thing. So because there's two get... points where you can actually counter them. You can counter them. Yeah right away or you can counter them like obviously when they pin you down yes um the game looks gorgeous it's it's running a good 60 frames per second like they really from what you see of the trailers is a good indication of what you're going to get but then everything changes after that 
Like there's some twists and turns that you do not expect, uh, but the control is fantastic. Uh, one of the best 2D kind of games that uses the analog controller because you can't use directional the directional buttons. Uh, they're set for abilities that you'll be using. Uh, but yeah, the the controls are tight. The boss battles are tense. Like you are going to die if you do not pay attention and you do not focus. Um, so it is it's such a good game and the slide motion that they put into here is so cool they kind of made this they kind of make this almost an action style game while still being metroid you know this is not a metroidvania at all this is literally pure metroid so good that's what i like i like the first metroid it's my favorite metroid i know it's probably the worst Um, one and probably hasn't aged the best but doesn't matter. Okay. Um, last but not least, uh, played uh, Streets of Rage um, for um, hell yeah. Like I said, working on my survivals. Almost, I'm almost done with it, getting my characters up and everything. But man, the game is literally just—it's still so good playing that game. Don't like the soundtrack. I I just literally play playing with the headset that I have, the Bluetooth headset. Yeah, don't like the soundtrack at all. I thought it was good, but no, I'll stick to Streets of Rage 2 for the soundtrack. Uh-huh. So, uh, but that's pretty much it. Um, I did get Far Cry 6, but I haven't started it yet. Hmm. Nice. Nice. Well, <laughs> for me... I had to mute myself. Sorry, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sneeze, so... <clears throat> nice. Nice. Sick. That's what I would say. Sick. Sick. <laughs> Two kids are sick. Oh, no. I, uh, I, at me. I was going to say, um, I'm not that impressed with the graphics on Metroid Dread. Uh, I don't think that. I mean, I, I, it runs smooth, but I think the textures are a little bit muddy. So, but it definitely runs smooth, and I'll, I'll give them that. Like, that's, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I would say, like, if you want uh, good textures or good frame rate, I go good frame rate all the time because I like the silky smoothness of it, especially with something with this where it's like, you know, the game is so like you have to be hyper focused on technique and, you know, running and platforming and shooting and combat. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think it's I think it's because you're looking at the environment and when Samus is in motion, you're just focusing on the action. So you kind of really don't pay attention to the graphics, but yeah, yeah I, I mean, I can understand, but I'm just like, presentation-wise, execution, top-notch. Literally top-notch. Mm-hmm. Cool. I plan on playing it this week. I just uh, haven't really had a lot of time to do anything because, uh, well, I've been working a lot, but I also quit my job this week, which was really nice to do. Mm-hmm. Sick. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, guys. It's not like I'm just going to sit at home. I have another job. It's fine. Or do it anyway. Set it oh. up. Oh, by the way, there is one more thing I just wanted to talk about really quick. Oh, my I gosh, played. Jesse. Oh, God, Jesse. <laughs> you had your time. Really really quick. I played the, So I played the Battlefield beta because it was free with uh, Game Pass. Mm-hmm. But it ended, I think, uh, today, mm-hmm. uh, this morning already. But... Um, Dude, that was a map. That map that you play on 
it, it, so it's 128 players uh, in the in the big like the big battle. Mm-hmm. There was a hundred. There was 128 players in in the match, and um, like the the map, like uh, how it's built, and and the you know the different uh, textures and and things in there, like trees and bushes and all that. It very much feels like a Far Cry map. Like imagine just like a bit the big open Far Cry map, and and a whole big war. You know, like with tanks and planes and helicopters all happening in a war zone world or in a um, Far Cry on a Far Cry map. That's really how it felt. So I'm really excited for this one because it's just so cool, like how you can hide in bushes and stuff and kind of like, you know, because you can actually hide in a bush like a sniper, you know, dressed up with the, the ghillie suit on with a sniper and actually blend in to think you know 3d objects a lot more than you could even in the last ones sounds like you're camping bro yeah i mean snipers do that i mean in battlefield Uh, games battlefield uh games are played like a like an actual war and not just running around and jumping and spinning and you know trying to get no you know no scope headshots (laughs) like like call of duty game but yeah, so that that's all I wanted to add is I'm I that beta definitely made me super excited for uh for it and it it is going to be enough of a a change and an upgrade I think from the last consoles games that they've they've released um so far so cuz it will be different on the old consoles even though you know it's still coming out for them it's not going to be as as good from what it sounds like but so yeah that's all right sorry i i know i haven't been talking for the last you know 40 minutes but now that i'm about to talk my son decided to start crying really loud oh no really loud so (laughs) apologies i'll clean it up and post it's fine uh so i haven't really played a lot this week i played a little bit of sable this weekend uh and and why uh, I don't know. It's not very good. <laughs> the frame rate really gives me a headache. Or not the frame rate, because like, it runs at a smooth 60, but like the characters mm-hmm. animate at like 15 frames a second on <gasps> purpose. Yeah. Like on it purpose. Match up. No. It doesn't match up. It's weird. No. Yeah. It It's not great. And like between areas, you're just it, on mm-hmm. this little like glider thing, and it just it's not really that fun to drive either. It's just like this game is just like I I get that it was created by like what two or three people, mm-hmm. and like the art direction is is distinct and whatnot. But boy, I'm glad I did not pay for this game. I'm gonna tell you, it looked like the yeah. game had like like it was gonna look really good at E3 when they showed it, and then they when they put out that demo, I thought they would fix some stuff. I mean, they definitely want you to think it's gonna be Breath of the Wild, and it's not. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's clearly the direction they're going for with like a a speeder bike like a you know whatever but it's In a vast just vast open world yeah yeah but it's just not it's not good I don't oh, like it so. at all so yeah yeah uh but other than that I played a little bit of uh, Tetris and Mario Golf and that's 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 it that's it 
nothing are you exciting. Buying, oh no, you got Tetris Effect on no, Game Pass. That's right. So, well, I'm gonna get it for Switch. Why wouldn't I get it for Switch? It's Tetris. I need to take well, it with me. Ed. That's what I wanted to get it for. Was uh, was Switch. I thought just because it was on Game Pass, she wouldn't get it for Switch. No, I'm. I'm gonna get it for Switch. It's Tetris. I need to own it everywhere, Ed. Every version of Tetris everywhere. <laughs> I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear the music. So, uh, uh, but such a good soundtrack. It is. It's very good. I like it. It's a, a Gucci. He's one of the best. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm one of the only people in the world who was so unimpressed by that game. Uh, wait, what's this? <laughs> no, I know a, a buddy of mine when I had it for the PSVR. Like That's... I, when I had people over when we did Extra Life a few years ago, he played it and just ripped the headset off. He's like, I can't do it. It's the music oh. and the sound effects that he couldn't he couldn't get past. And I was like, I, I, I get the sound effects because sometimes the sound effects can be really jarring. Yeah. You know, when you're like yeah, trying that's... to move your trying to move your Tetris pieces and it's like like constantly. Sometimes yeah. that can be kind of annoying. Yeah, there was a there was a too much. There is just yeah, there was just something <clears throat> that, that about it that just was too much. But uh, yeah, I don't want to. Sorry, whatever. Yeah. Mm. All right, guys, we're going to get into the news. We're going to start with a rumor, actually. This comes from purexbox.com. The rumor, gentlemen, is that Xbox Game Studios has only announced one-third of the games in its roadmap. First of all, I'm going to correct you. They have not given us a roadmap. They've just given us titles. They're not saying when they're coming out. Whatever. Anyways, small nitpick. It's fine. It's very clear that Xbox Game Studios has a massive future ahead of it with the likes of Fable, Perfect Dark, Avowed, and many other games in the pipeline, along with Bethesda's upcoming titles such as Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six. We already know that a lot's coming in the years ahead, but according to inside knowledge from Windows Central's Jez Corden, he estimated that only about a third of the games from Xbox Roadmap have been announced so far. Here's what Corden had to say when speaking in the latest Xbox 2 podcast episode. I would say out of the games I know, and there's games that I don't know about because I don't know anything that Bethesda is working on generally. I don't know about the Hideo Kojima game Jeff Grubb spoke about, and I've heard about some other games that aren't in the roadmap that I've seen. So as a complete ballpark estimate, this is a conservative low estimate, but I'd say about a third of the games have been announced from Xbox Game Studios right now. Uh, whoa where are we going damn jesus where are we going this all kinds of sounds in this episode <laughs> uh of course play moto gp 2021 <laughs> oh no oh no forgot to mute it of course working on loads of games a lot of games might be canceled uh but i don't think they will because the information i that i got is uh ellipsis it sounds to me like these are happening who knows I'm just so excited for the future right now. I'm so excited. So, man, we a couple weeks ago, we kind of talked about the slate of Xbox games that have been announced and we know are coming. One third? That's a, that's, that's a lot of games coming. What do you guys think? I think it's, I think it's good because I, I wondered that because I was like, with all these studio acquisitions, you'd think you, we'd expect to hear more. And I know Xbox like lately has been like trying to keep things close to the belt in terms of like, they don't want to play their whole hand. And, you know, there's probably some big project that they're working on, like, especially if the 
the rumors that Hideo Kojima has been working with Xbox is if they're if that's true or not, which I mean, we don't know at this point. But um, yeah, this is I'm going to take this with a grain of salt. Still, maybe one third would be an overestimate or underestimate, I should say, or maybe the overestimate. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I know Xbox hasn't shown us all what they have. I know that for a fact. So it remains to be seen. We'll just patiently wait. Well, we know that Compulsion's game hasn't been announced. We know that Obsidian has a third has you know a couple projects in the works. Uh, we know that In Exile has a game that hasn't been announced, although that uh, uh, concept art has been kind of leaked and spread around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what was the? Oh, we know the Coalition has two projects in the works. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot that we don't know about. Uh, this is, I, I'm kind of with you though, Stoy. Like I kind of think that one third is kind of an over under estimate, whatever, whatever means there's, this is not enough or too much. I would, I would imagine probably half, like we probably haven't seen half of what they have. Yeah. Um, plus we know like three, four, three is hiring for another halo project, uh, like mm -hmm. a spinoff project too. Right. Well, and there's, you know, like I, I know we had the whole talk already, you know, where they where they're bringing uh, as a Square Enix or in or whatever for for the Crystal, uh, Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics yeah. for Perfect yeah. Dark. Yeah. 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 So I mean, like, <clears throat> who knows? Maybe they maybe they had some other like littler game <laughs> that someone wanted to work on and like uh you know have a small team do something, do that and knock that out quick. And then you know they wanted to get help with because because I think they really do want to nail down Perfect Dark and you know like make it the best thing you know like really make it stand out. And so, like, you know, like, they had been hiring for people to work on that for, you know, a long time. And I think they still have been. And, you know, like, so if they can get a small project done first while they're really trying to make sure that they, they you know, get that game to where they, where they feel like it needs to be, like, I could see something like that happen. You know, there could be things just small things happening that we just don't know about because we ultimately don't really understand, you know, how big or how many groups in some of these teams there might actually be, you know, like, and then, you know, in the Ninja Theory stuff too, they've got those two things that they're working on. I mean, we kind of know about, but we really don't. You know, like we, the Project Mara, we know about it, but we we really haven't seen, actually seen anything. What kind of name is Jez anyway? I just started, I just thought about that. Like Jez. For Jezebel or something? Jezebel. Okay, right. What, why would you want to be called Jezebel, though? Mm, who knows? Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Um, I think the one third, I kind of believe them in a sense, because I think they're probably planning for year 23, 24. And, and what they're probably doing is getting like, uh, like, the R and D gameplay ideas, writing scripts, uh, doing art, well, um, production stuff. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's what that's probably representing for the one third is all that pre production stuff because um, when they get ready to showcase it or um, announce it, I think we probably won't hear anything until two years from now 
or even at 24 when they, if they want to do a big event. So we'll probably find out what they have planned because right now the other, the other stuff that's in production that they got for even just for next year is probably going to be soon wrapping up and they're going to probably be bug testing it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, play testing it and getting all of that ready and making sure that, you know, when they release it, everything is out for all of the known stuff we, we do know. Um, I believe Microsoft probably is you know, just got stuff in pre-production. So that's the one third that's that they're ready to release. Uh I mean that they're that they're working on. And then they're hoping it does they're probably hoping that it doesn't get leaked. And then when they're ready to roll it out, people will be excited for what they have. Now I my concern not my concern, my thing is what genres are those one thirds gonna one third is gonna be? Because if it's gonna be the same kind of genre of stuff that they that we already played, that we know they're probably uh, good. I at. highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. They have a very diverse catalog mm-hmm. of developers at their disposal. So I'm pretty sure well, there's gonna be all types of all manner of game genres that well and that's what, and that and that's that's my hope that's my concern i'm just like i hope that it's not a repeat of genres that we'll be playing throughout 2022 i hope that what they bring out is something new i hope we get something like a heavy rain or we do get like a walker simulator from what's Marcus. up with you and heavy rain man Yuck. <laughs> i mean i mean I like, out of all the games you could pick to like I mean, say I just, like i hope we get something like heavy rain that's what you I came think, up with because it's it's a it's a quick time event kind of game, and Microsoft hasn't did anything like that. No but one I, likes quick time event games anymore. I think well, that genre is kind of Microsoft, faded. Microsoft has don't not so don't not could be working on something like that. So I mean they don't know, they don't own don't not though. They just they had could, a contract with with tell me why. Tell no, me why and one don't. of the no other they ones. Did, they don't own don't not. We just no we, they don't. I thought they did. No, because they not the Square Enix studio. Yeah, no, because they didn't do they didn't do Life is Strange three. It was a whole different development. They they switch back and forth. They alternate to get them out faster. It's it's Don't Not and Tech Nine alternate between Life is Strange. Oh, I thought Microsoft brought them. Uh uh-uh. uh No, they just they just published. Tell me why. Interesting. Yeah, well, well, and I mean, like to your to your thing that you said, though, Ed. I mean, like, who knows? I mean, one of the teams that Microsoft has could all of a sudden, you know, Twin Mirror was the other one. Yes, Twin Mirror. Oh, Twin Mirror exclusively came out to the Xbox first before coming out to the PlayStation Four. Is it out yet? Is Twin Mirror out already? Yeah, I played that. I played that last year. Oh, I didn't realize it came out already. It's actually, it's actually really good. Yeah, that's the that was a, was that the it's a more horror game, right? No, Twin Mirror. No, okay. No, I'm Twin much... Mirror is kind of a uh, psychological kind of detective story, so to speak. Okay, yeah. I know I've seen it, but like uh, what I was saying is, like, I mean, for all we all we know, we could see like a, you know, like look what happened for um, the Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, I mean, they mm-hmm. went from. You know, uh, being a uh, developer who made one thing and then completely, you know, turned it on its head and made something completely different. I I do think we have, you know, some some teams that are with Microsoft right now that are very very, you know, good at what they do. But I do think that they can, you know, if they wanted to, they could change it up a little bit i mean look i mean they already are doing that though look at playground right like yeah 
yeah. going from Forza Horizon to Fable. That's like that's such yeah, a drastic shift. change. Yeah. So so I I mean yeah there's yeah I think there's just and like you said to add like uh, I do think that they really uh, they really wanted you know Microsoft wanted to sit down with a lot of these acquisitions. And just be like, you know, like, okay, we want to know very far in the future. Like, what are some things that you would like to do? Let's, you know, let's, let's get some stuff like kind of put down on paper and things that, that you would like to do and just, you know, have stuff. So once something's done, you already know what you want to do after that, you know? Well, yeah, like, that's development 101. I mean, that's, yeah, that's common and, sense. And I and the other thing I was gonna say is I think, you know, part of the part of you know like having more stuff and more ideas like with them, like kind of the new Unreal Engine just kind of, you know, more frequently being out now, you know, for more people, like I can see where there's ideas that they have that they know aren't going to maybe be able to make it in this this more recent game that they wanted to do. Well, but the development kits only started board. coming out in the summer. So yeah, yeah, we're talking like if you want to perfect a game in Unreal 5 engine, you're going to need at least a couple of years development yeah. time just to get to know the engine. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I can see where there's projects that they have set for specifically you, the things they want to do on Unreal Engine 5. And so those are already planned out and put aside, you know, and we just, you know, we know nothing about it. Yeah, we'll probably see with Unreal like how much that cuts down development time. Like when they when they when these developers get probably to their their second or third game. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think like besides a few select developers, I think that Microsoft pretty much universally using Unreal will allow other studios to you know they'll be able to collaborate and be able to you know trade I don't know secrets and assets and you know coding ideas or whatever so Mm -hmm. yeah for sure well and once the DirectX uh 12 12 ultimate stuff is finally you know unlocked for the chips that are in the new consoles and like that will make things you know a little bit easier as well for development wise but i i would imagine they're you know they probably have that stuff unlocked for the the kits already but but you know, like the, uh, that's that'll change some stuff too, and make make things a little bit easier when it comes to performance, at least. So, cool. Yeah. Speaking of Unreal, Grand Theft Auto: The Trilogy Remastered Collection is coming to Xbox One and Xbox Series, guys. There's not much to say about it except that uh, it's celebrating 20 years since the release of Grand Theft Auto Three. Uh, the trilogy includes Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. Uh, it's coming to the Xbox Series, uh, let's see, what, towards the end of the year, I think, is when they said it's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they haven't really announced a release date yet. Yeah. But, uh, it's coming to iOS and Android in 2022 for some yeah. reason. Well, they released those games on iOS and Android already. Yeah, um, but they're just kind of packaging up, and you know, it's, uh, well, Vi- I don't think Vice City was on there on Android yet, and yeah. iOS was it? Maybe not. I don't know because it, the, think... the whole thing with Vice City is that soundtrack, though, right? Because like, yeah, that soundtrack yeah. is so 
It's, it's yeah. so good. That's Thanks. my one wish that I hope for, that I hope they maintain. I know that there's music licensing issues that they have to kind of go through. and They're so rock star, they pay the studios. Yeah, they got rock star money. So they could, they, they could, could pay those licenses off in like three hours of oh, yeah, for sure. people playing GTA Five. So oh yeah, and because we all know this, I mean these this game, this remastered edition or whatever they call it, the definitive edition, they'll mm-hmm. sell out like hotcakes. So they'll make mm-hmm. their money back and then some. I just I hope they like adjust some of the controls and you know make it more. They are supposed to modern and because I mean. I, it's been a while since I played GTA, any of these games, right? But, like, I remember having GTA 3 on, what, PlayStation 3 Two. or 4 or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, they oh, didn't the, do uh, what, whatever the PS2 classic one was. And they didn't do oh, crap right. to those controls, right? Like, they just, they're just like, mm-hmm. oh, well, X is shoot, I guess, and circle is jump, and good luck. Well, yeah, they said the, they're like literally bringing these games on to, into Unreal Engine yeah. or something like that. Like it's completely in a different engine than what they were ever made yeah. in. So I would imagine since they got to do that anyways, yeah. they'll probably fix some stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah they, are, was... yeah, they are doing quality of life changes. That's already yeah. been confirmed. So yeah, they, I... they, uh... Oh, I'm just saying that they made those games on their own engine. Yeah. So. yeah. I... I see. I'm not a big Grand Theft Auto guy, but I really liked Vice City a lot. Mm-hmm. I might get this. I'll probably get it on Switch, though. I I don't know. I just I it's feel... the first time Grand Theft Auto is coming on the Switch on a Nintendo system, which is pretty cool. No, no, Chinatown Wars like, was the first one. Yeah. Oh yeah, on the DS. That's right. Yeah, okay. Right. That game was weird. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. One. Yeah, it was cool, but it was weird. Uh, definitely had evoked the you know one and two and. GTA London, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Are, are you guys going to check these out? Ed, I don't want to hear from you. We know how you feel about GTA. Uh, I'm yeah, I de- I'm definitely getting them because like you, Vice City. Yeah. Like I, yeah. That's really the one that I want. Cause I just I, hope I they teach the Versetti one. how to swim. <laughs> it was so weird that it was like, yeah. you know, this guy lives in Miami. He pilots boats, but he can't freaking swim. No, it's he's like, like just, I don't know. the animation of him like going like this as he's drowned. Yeah. <laughs> if I think if they did like a compilation, like digital soundtrack, I would buy it. But other than that, yeah, yeah, I man, remember when they released that Vice City soundtrack on CD and it was like yeah, what four box? It was like yeah. four CDs. Yeah, huge <laughs> box set. Yeah, because oh. I like I did so like good. game radio. I did like game radio on Grand Theft Auto Three. Um, and the radio in Grand Theft Auto is so good. Yeah, like they do a really good job picking the soundtracks. Yeah, or even like the talk radio stuff. Like Laszlo's pretty good, and like some of the yeah. other things. That, man, say what you will about those games, mechanically, that some of the stuff they do in those games are pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I, will, I mean, I will it, give them that. They, it revolutionized like that open world stuff. I mean, whether you yeah. like them or not, I mean they they did like paved the way for for like a whole genre of games yeah oh yeah mm. every game afterward like almost every game mm. tried to emulate it was a not every game yeah but like or yeah it's i can't say so anything. many clones i'll but, get in trouble so ed you are talking but obviously it even shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> words are literally coming out of your mouth we'll fight you well, I mean, you know, <laughs> admittedly, yeah. I mean, I guess a lot of aspects of it, like thinking, looking back on it now, 
you know, a lot of aspects of it can be overrated in terms of like yeah. quest giving and, you know, mm-hmm. some of the encounters that you that you go through in the game or whatever. Um, yeah. But the, you know, we, we have to give kudos to Rockstar in these three games. Like we said, that really paved the way for other games afterwards. I mean, we there would be no Saints Row. There would be no, I imagine there wouldn't be any kind of games like Horizon Zero Dawn or any other game similar in that nature. I mean, or if there were, they would, they would be totally different than they are now. You know what I mean? Totally different. Totally I, different. you know, I mean, I think a lot of people kind of point to GTA or Ocarina of Time for these like massive worlds mm-hmm. that you can run around in. And like, yeah, GTA three is like really small now compared to what GTA five or Red Dead Redemption two or the Witcher, mm-hmm. like these games are mm-hmm. huge and massive, but like, on PS2, that was revolution. It was it was mind boggling. I had never mm-hmm. seen anything yeah. like that before. You know, I mean, like yeah, yeah. On N64, I thought Hyrule Field was huge, and like running around there and getting to Death Mountain or you know Zora's Domain was like, man, this this place is huge. It feels like a real world that we live in. But then you go to GTA and like, you know, it's a bustling city. There's cars everywhere, and like, <laughs> you know, you could blow up a, a helicopter with a rocket launcher when you input the code. It was fun. Like, yeah, these games did something for the video game industry. And I think we just have to acknowledge that that, that's, they did something. So, yeah, right. That's the tagline for the episode. GTA, it did something. It did something. (laughs) Uh, All right. Speaking of doing something. Oh, sorry. I was going to just say the closest thing to it at that time would have been like Crazy Taxi or something. Or you... <laughs> oh, God. Crazy Taxi. Yeah, or Simpsons Simpsons Hit and Run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy Those Taxi, kinda, though. Like, oh, Classic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Good soundtrack. Yeah. Mm. Man. Crazy Taxi. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Uh, our last story, Obsidian was approached by another major publisher before the Microsoft acquisition. Obsidian Entertainment, known in recent years for titles like Grounded, The Outer Worlds, the recent revealed, uh, recently revealed the studio was approached by another publisher prior to joining Microsoft. Uh, quote, we were approached by another major publisher and I was having lunch with uh, one of the main people at the publisher and they said, well, ha- well, have you ever thought about being acquired? I said, yeah, of course. And then they ultimately said, well, we're just having a real hard time hiring people. So, uh, it doesn't really go. I think this was EA. See, I think it was 2k. Hmm. I think it was 2k because they did end up publishing the outer worlds. Unless it was Bethesda. Yeah. It could have been Bethesda too. Bethesda, I couldn't imagine being in a because I'm looking at like a, a publisher that was struggling to hire people, and the, inside my head that leads to like you know maybe cultural problems because I mean he even said in the quote it wasn't a right cultural fit. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking something like EA or maybe even Take Two that you know they want to bring in Obsidian to help diversify their lineup. Right. Actually, now that you mentioned Take Two, I think I'm more into that. Yeah. It just, I just I just feel like Take Two has a lot of that. Hey, we're gonna build an open world game, but we need this. Like we have GTA, we have Red Dead, and if they were pitching Outer Worlds at that time, right? Like that filled a spot that you know maybe Fallout wasn't really hitting at that point, or Bethesda wasn't hitting at that point. So, um, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I, I just feel like this is something 2K would have looked at, or take two. Yeah, I think it would, yeah, it would have been a Western company like EA or uh, or Bethesda or something like that. Because I'm like, they're, they're a company who makes like kind of these Western role playing games. So it definitely, would... I don't think it would have been Bethesda. I think that would have been. <coughs> yeah. Obsidian is a direct competitor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, think I mean, the only, the only thing is, is with the Fallout pedigree is there, right? With, with Obsidian. Right, that it's that Black Isles kind of separate separation thing, right, with Obsidian mm. and Exile and whatever. However, mm. Bethesda acquired Fallout, right? That I, I mean, that family tie is there. But you're right. I mean, I feel like Obsidian was created to kind of compete in that space instead of, you know. What do you right. think? What do you think Blizzard could have been? Uh, could have hired them? Or could have acquired them before <laughs> it went to Activision because we. I don't no. think it says no what kind of year that uh, they were approached, but like Blizzard was Blizzard was a big, uh, a big company back in the early two thousands. So I could see them teaming up with Obsidian um, and making games. Like I mean, that. it could have. I mean, it could have been someone like. Could have been. Could also, could have been Ubisoft, right? Because they were making South Park for them and a couple, you know, a couple other things mm-hmm. too. So, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. I think Obsidian's always been kind of like that underdog team that always makes good things, right? They just have mm-hmm. never really been funded properly or haven't been given enough time, right? Like Kotor Two was like the prime example of, hey, we built this game in like nine months. Help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So were they almost like kind of like insomniac where they kind of like were just making games for companies in a sense? I mean like kind, a, I mean they were a pretty bit a big independent studio that was working mm-hmm. contract after contract after contract, right? So mm-hmm. I mean you look at their pedigree, Kotor two for uh EA, they did South Park for Ubisoft, they did uh Fought New Vegas for Bethesda, like they 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 have a pedigree in all these different areas. So mm-hmm. they did Alpha Protocol for Sega. Oh man, Alpha <laughs> Protocol. Did, wait, <laughs> does that mean that Microsoft owns Alpha Protocol now? No, we Sega. Sega. Owns it. God. No, I Damn looked it, it up. I lo- I looked it up because I was like Alpha Protocol too, please. But Sega still owns it, and they're doing nothing with it. God, you might be surprised. They it might be coming back. That'd be cool though. No, it's not, Eddie. Don't it's give not. us hope, Ed. Don't give Sega us hope. Said they, <laughs> Sega said they were interested in reviving a lot of their old properties. Look, that Ed Sega said a lot. Look, Ed yeah, also Sega thinks Arms Two is coming to the Switch. So, hey, still got, <laughs> hey, I might have not got it this year, but that doesn't mean that it won't show up at this year's E3 or Nintendo Direct. Wasn't that like two years ago? Or, huh? Ed's been yeah. saying it for like what? How old's the Switch? Four and a half years. So three and a half years. He's been saying that. Hey, keep okay. dreaming, kid. Everybody talked to Ed. You said about the same thing for Sora and Smash, and look what happened. I know. Dreams do come true, guys. So, there might be Except that too. Square, I'm very upset at Square for putting the cloud versions of these games on Switch. How do you put, how, how can you not put a physical copy, or at least a digital copy, of a PlayStation 2 game That's on your saying. system? Look, okay, so, so Kingdom Hearts 3... Get it together, Nintendo. Kingdom Hearts 3, I understand a little bit, right? Even though, like, yeah. there are lesser games or bigger, more 
what Listen, do you call they it? They can Te- get The Witcher 3 to yeah. run on a Switch. Thank you. They can get Kingdom Hearts 3 to run on a Switch. Thank you. That's what I was trying Don't to say. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. My brain is burned. So I just but thank I'm you. I'm helping for... you, Corey. Thank you, Stoy. Did you, story, did you uh, read the story about it on why they did it? No. Someone... It's a bunch of BS. Nobody no, cares. No, because honestly, they put 10... They put ten Kingdom Hearts games out there on mm. the cloud. So, so, so that's I think that's why because they want to, you know, get as many as many arts titles as they can. So they the, said they said it's probably because of time and money. They said if they try to get it all on the cart, um, it would have been a lot of money that good. they had to use. More people would have bought it. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. More people would have bought it. You got to spend money to make money. And who knows what that's they what, would have charged with the 64 eight gigabyte cartridge. That's what, but, that's what people say. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, they could have... So, <laughs> mm, don't get me started. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about it you, on Nintendo Power Block tomorrow. Do you want to hear the title? No, never mind. Yeah, that's right. This is this is an Xbox podcast. Mm. but Even though just, I own all the Kingdom Hearts games on Xbox right now. Okay. But just some of the names of these Kingdom Hearts games, it's like... They're great. What? No. They're great. No. You shut your mouth. No, Dream Drop Distance. Hey, that's a cool name. Rechain of Memories, 30, 358 slash two days. What the hell is that? Birth by Sleep. If you play if you play the game, you'll find out what the titles mean. They make sense if you play the game. Kingdom Hearts, point two. Birth by Sleep, a fragmentary passage. What the hell is that, Corey? Kingdom what is that? Hearts, five. Choke Hazard, sleep number. Mm. Best. Jesse, you shot. There's not even a four yet. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Anyways, anyway. I'm very happy that Obsidian was acquired by Microsoft, and now we get sweet games like Avowed and The Outer Worlds and Outer Worlds 2 and Same. Grounded that Jesse plays sometimes sure. and nobody else with their creepy arachnophobia mode. Wow. All right. <laughs> As always, Stoy is going to tell us what's coming to Game Pass in our new segment. Pass it on, Stoy. What's coming to Game Pass this week? Well, last couple of days, we had two shadow drops. We had the Procession to Calvary drop on uh, the uh, Xbox Game Pass service. And this is, like we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, a Monty Python art meme painting series come to life, so to speak. Um, the Crusades are over, but your character still wants to kill. So you've been sent on a quest to go kill this old king, and you have to find a way to get to this king in order to kill him, so to satiate your thirst for blood. Anyway, uh, also Visage came out. That came out on October 7th as well. This is the spoopiest game that you'll play, I think. Um, this is about as close to PT, I think, as you're going to get, like in terms of gameplay and just quality, because the quality is top-notch on this one. Otherwise, you're going to see Back for Blood come out on October 12th. So if the things you heard me say still got you kind of questioning it, you could get Back for Blood. That's coming out October 12th. Destiny 2, my guy, Beyond the Light is going to be coming out. That's only for the PC, though. Hmm. That's coming out October 12th. Uh, you got Ring of Pain coming out for the 14th, Rift Breaker and the 14th, and Eddie, this one's for you. Do this you one's think... for you. Do you think that when you go to sleep at night that you <laughs> turn into a sleep. cat that you turn into a cat and you roam the city? Um I guess so, yeah. It, so- it sounds like a yes. Well, I have a game for you. It's called The Good Life. 
made by Swery. Ed, go like this for a minute. There we go. There we go. Perfectly fitting. So <laughs> apparently in this, yeah, apparently in the good life, uh, you basically are investigating this town uh, where everybody turns into cats in the middle of the night and no one knows that they do it. I have no this, idea what this game is about, but yeah, this one's coming out on the 15th this week as well. This Is that this mystery game where it's like a female, she's like a Lee, and then at night she turns into a cat? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody in the town turns into a cat, so she turns into a cat as well. And it this was a Kickstarter game. And uh, one of the stretch goals in this game, in this Kickstarter campaign, was uh, if they reached a certain goal, that they could, they would implement dogs. And the moment that they said that, all of a sudden, like, bam, instantly, like, they, they <laughs> achieved their goal. So nice. everybody loves dogs for some reason. Yes, you do. Everybody likes a good dog. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Let me tell so, you. So, yeah. If you, a good, a good dog companion in a game will draw me in every time. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Why it's, especially it's wise. if you play, uh, especially if you play Far Cry Six, where your first animal campaign is a crocodile. Mm. Mm. Nice. I mean, you you end up getting a dog eventually, but yeah. Mm. I like a good dog. Let me tell you, Breath of the Wild, you have a dog. Fallout, you have a dog. Just throwing that out there. Blair, Blair Witch game, you got a dog. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Another spooky. So that's game. what's coming out this week for uh, Game Pass. Neat. Great job, Stoy. Always on Thank top you. of it. Thank you. Always on top of it. Thank so, you. our main topic this week, brought up by Stoy. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the spoopiest games on on Game Pass and what you should probably be playing this Halloween on Game Pass. Stoy, it's spoopy game month, guys. I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have you take this one, Stoy. Okay. Well, I think if you go on Game Pass right now, there's actually a category on the Game Pass uh, menu mm-hmm. where you can like cycle through all the categories and genres. And there's a. It's called Spooktober, obviously. <coughs> whatever. Gross. And um, I think there's about like 60 games that are listed on there that are like, oh, perfect games to play. You know, perfect spooky games to play during the month of October. Some of them are kind of interesting, like Fallout 76 is on here. <laughs> the apocalypse is scary, Stoy. Don't you know? I guess. I guess. <laughs> and Batman Arkham Knight. I guess that could be considered kind of scary. Scarecrow I guess. is scary. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, Gotham is a scary place. Yeah. A- so, but there's... You know, there's a lot of different games out there. Like, obviously, Alien Isolation, that's terrifying. Uh, Dead by Daylight, that's a perfect one where you're basically playing as serial killers. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, for some reason, only Dead Space 2 is available on Game Pass. So, um, but that's on EA Play. That's on EA Play. I thought they were all all on there. All three should be on there. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't. uh... All three are on EA Play. Yeah, Yeah, there they are. It's weird because I'm, I'm looking at the website. And like they put Dead Space three like in a separate. Oh, it's because it's not spoopy. It's actiony. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Remember, Ed already discussed this at the top of the show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, like, I mean, you know, some of the other ones you got all the Five Nights at Freddy's games. Um, 
You got you got a couple of the Walking Dead seasons. Uh, have you guys ever played Alice: The Madness Returns? Yes, I've seen it, but haven't. I used to yeah, be that, that guy one. who was obsessed with like Nightmare Before Christmas and all these, you know, all that kind of stuff, and that kind of fits in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. It was a, it's a neat platformer type game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it's really good. It had a, it was a really really interesting premise, and it was made by a, um, what's his name, uh, American McGee, where he he made a lot of graphic novels so this one was an interesting take on alice in wonderland mm-hmm. uh obviously the medium which is a really good uh, game made by blooper uh who obviously well known for layers of fear and um uh, blair witch as well and the evil within games obviously we talked i talked about that already mm-hmm. and outlast that's another one quake the original quake the uh you know remastered version or whatever or the re-resed i don't know what you call it uh, Hollow Knight is another one. Is that but is that a spoopy game? That's not. I mean, yeah. It, it, it's yeah. Just it because is. it's, it's thing, just yeah. because it's dark doesn't mean it's spoopy. Yeah, there's a lot of and colorful games that are scary. Yeah, and I think that's kind of when you look at some of the lists, like even like Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice mm-hmm. is listed under like Spooktober games. It's like, all right, I mean, that's it's kind of terrifying in its own way. Mm-hmm. So I think. I think this is more like the theme is dark stuff that is dark and not really survival horror. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. You think of survival horror, and I think these are just things I mean, that's. Oh, go ahead, Corey. Oh, I was just gonna say. I mean, the Wolfenstein games are on here too. Like, I mean, those games yeah. aren't scary. Like, I mean, I mean, Doom Eternal. I guess technically, games. I guess technically, if the Nazis took over, it would be kind of scary. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but it's yeah. dark and. And this thing, in a sense. Yeah, and and I guess that's where it's like, you know, horror comes in many forms. Obviously, Ed, we talked about this. Um, Austin uh, wanted a wanted a spooky game to play this month, mm-hmm. and I recommended Visage. And then I saw you recommended Heavy Rain, and I was like, you know, how is that scary? But Austin kind of came up with, well, it's kind of like a thriller, in a sense. So I guess some people can that th- th- that can incite fear in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. Wolfenstein can maybe have some like terrifying moments of like you know being chased down by like behemoth machinery stuff. Yeah. But then you have games like you know Alien Isolation where it's like you're holding your breath every time you're walking down a hallway because at any point that alien is going to be you know crashing the, down on the, you. If that alien comes out, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. And it's like a, like a form of suspense with Alien Isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think when we think of horror games, we kind of think of the template of like Silent Hill and Resident Evil, and even the older Alone in the Darks, where you find you're fighting certain enemies, but you're finding puzzles or uh, pieces to solve a puzzle in a different room. Uh, mm-hmm. And your thing is like you have to survive on what the game provides to you. Where yeah, something like and, and see, and that and that's where survival horror is a subgenre of mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of horror in a sense, I guess I don't think I, I that's not where my brain goes first. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess horror is a very broad genre. It's like racing. You know, there's so mm-hmm. many different aspects to racing games that it's like a game like, you know, um, Chase or like Horizon Chase Turbo is a far different game than um, Forza Horizon or Forza Motorsport even. So. 
Mm. Even though this is Xbox, like until dawn, you know, but it's a PlayStation game. That's a example of horror because it takes um, the teenagers, the kids going into a cabin and something is happening to them one by one. You know, that's traditional kind of horror trope that we see in movies. And so we, mm-hmm. when we see it in games, that will kind of be the example of horror in a sense. But like for like stuff on Game Pass, like I definitely would recommend like Dead Cells um, for people who want a little bit more action <coughs> and everything. And definitely Wolfenstein too, uh, I, I would say, um, because it's not just because of the action itself. It's a lot in that cutscenes that will make you be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Control even has a creepy aspect to it. I mean, that's oh, yeah. kind of, you know, like you've, like, like that time when you go to where the, uh, the janitor is or whatever, and it's just this, like, weird, like, infinite looking, like, room that's just, like, got pillars and stuff, and it's dark and all these shadow, you know, people start showing up and like, you know, like uh, it's, that's got aspects of, of that. And like, you know, things like a plague's tale, I'm sure they probably had on that list too. Or yeah, a plague tale. A, a plague yeah. tale is on this one, which is, yeah. you know, terrifying in a way of just like suspense. And obviously if you're afraid of rats, yeah, <laughs> this is definitely something you're going to want to avoid if you're afraid of rats. <laughs> definitely Resident Evil 7, I think. Oh yeah, where, for sure. You know, taking, yeah. Definitely going in it in the first time when, without no one telling you what you're going to experience. Or the only thing you put, people would say, like, just play it. Don't go in with no strategy guide. Just experience what that game has to offer because it it, it gets spooky or spoopy. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> yeah. We have to use the right terminology here. Yeah. We're calling it spooky. Yeah. An- another one, Um, I, I guess, Eddie, this kind of applies to you because you're into walking simulators. What remains of Edith Finch? Um, I, I I see that as I see this as more like a mystery type game with mm-hmm. maybe some dark elements to it, but I, I, you know I, I wouldn't qualify this as horror. But like I said, horror comes in many different forms. It's it's more of the um, reveal of how um, these these characters in this family that you know seeing how they seeing how they perish, they died. Getting, yeah getting the way that they'll how everything is revealed and unfolds i think that is kind of uh for some people that is kind of scary but it also may trigger some things in them um so but i could i wouldn't say that it's scary but i think it is a interesting game that people should play and just like experience like you will get horrified by some things or they will make some they make you think that oh that was a horrible thing that they created for this game so mm-hmm. i can see it hmm. yeah uh, uh other cory how about you is there anything on this list that uh i mean kind of strikes out to you i mean i think obviously the evil within games are are if you're looking for like a to scratch that resident evil itch that's you know that's there resident evil 7 is actually on here too so i mean you yeah. can be mm-hmm. Hunted down by a creepy family. Uh, Prey, I think, is something that a lot of people have underlooked, you know, for a long time. I'm just going through this list that's here. So, I mean, Prey, I think if you, I think if you want a game with like 
that's not really a horror game, but really atmospheric and it allows you to play in a, a bunch of different ways. I think Prey is something, especially if you like, if you're playing Deathloop right now, or if you like Dishonored, uh, mm-hmm. Prey is, is made by Arcane. So I, I think, uh, you know, you should definitely look at that. Um, if you want to play with friends, State of Decay is all, is usually, you know, a good time, I think. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know, like zombie games. I, I know I'm just kind of like repeating what everybody else said, but I mean, I, these are games that stick out to me as games that I would play because like, they're not scary, but they, they definitely have that, uh, you know, kind of horror atmosphere or, you know, just kind mm-hmm. of have that tone. So also like, I know we mentioned Hellblade, it's creepy in its own way, but like <clears throat> the atmosphere in that game and just the, the story that they're telling and everything is really cool. So I mean I would I would play that just and there are a, a couple like small jump scares that are like ah you know and like the way that the environment changes when you walk through or uh you know when you're solving some of the puzzles and you see that character like like the one character or you know like the with the skull wearing the skull and like you kind of turn around and he's not there anymore or like that kind of thing mm-hmm. so uh Hellblade definitely jumps out but yeah, those are those are a couple that kind of walk out or uh, stick out uh, to me. Have, have any of you guys ever played the Five Nights at Freddy's games? I have not. I seen them. Uh, I I I get the gist of what they are, but I'm just like, once I see, once you see it and experience it, that's about pretty much it. There's nothing else to it. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like I'm saying. <clears throat> I will say, Carry On is a good one for people who want like. A venture game where you're playing this monster, and you're you know you're eating enemies, taking over some uh, eating doctors. I said, and taking over some people and just trying to get out of the facility. And it's not only is it comedic and stuff like it's it's brutally bloody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's kind of and it's, a lot of people did enjoy this 2D pixel game. So I would say Carry On is definitely a good one. I do have a couple suggestions that aren't on this list that I think people should play. I think a lot of people forget that the first Gears of War has a lot of horror elements in it, especially in that second and third chapter when you're uh, uh, being chased by the Berserker, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a game that's not on here that's coming to Game Pass soon, Back for Blood. Don't, yeah. Know. That's coming out this week. Uh, so that... we. we- is we happy few on it? It's yeah, on. We happy, yeah, we happy few is on okay. here. Okay. Uh, so you know what? I wish we would get the original Prey game, like, like because <laughs> I wonder if that's I wonder if that's not owned by them anymore or so they just, the IP is, wanna, but like that game forget. that game came <laughs> out before Bethesda had a publishing arm, so that game oh. was technically published by Two K, oddly okay. enough. And so, so you can't. Yeah, you can buy it on your Xbox, the 360 version. You can buy the oh, Prey. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah, well, I, I, own... I have, I have it. Or I own it. Um, yeah, it's so... backwards compatible, so you can mm-hmm. play. Nice. Yeah, because I, I was, I, dude, I loved that game so much. It was so good. Did so many things that just were were different than anything else that I had ever played. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, definitely a special shout out to Limbo. Yeah. Here, 
made by oh. Play Dead, where it was like, a, a, you know, just, I mean, obviously it's a kind of like a side-scrolling platform, but everything is black with kind of gray fog elements, and, you know, you, you have enemies, and man, do they, can they brutally kill you? Like, they just tear you apart. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. like, you don't see details, but it's like, when you die, it's like, ooh. It's yeah. terrifying. I don't get sometimes spiders will rip you in half or like rip pieces off you. It's like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> also, I know uh, what was it? I think Eddie, you talked about Until Dawn, but uh, the Dark Pictures anthology, Man of Medan, mm, is on. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah and that's a and that's mentioned. a pretty good one. Yeah, I was about to mention that because that third, or what the third or fourth game's coming out. Uh, yeah, the military themed one. Yeah, the third one's out already. Yeah. Yeah. So, also, a game that I like, that I know I'm about to get made fun of, but it's fine. Dante's Inferno is very good. Bro, I love that game. <laughs> I never played I it. love that game. It's when it's I I had a 360 before I had a PS3, and God of War 3 was coming out. And mm -hmm. this was, like, the closest thing to God of War on Xbox 360, those original yep. ones. And uh, I played the crap out of it, and it was so much fun. That ran at 60 frames a second. Yeah. So when you were playing that game, the combat was so silky smooth at the time. It was. God of War couldn't even nail 60 frames a second. No. No. So but... I, I think it was Visceral Studios. Yeah. Something like that. I think they, they worked on that. Mm -hmm. Man, they nailed it. They nailed they the game. They did. What other, game, what other game can you run around slashing babies? You know? It's true. Come on. It's true. <laughs> I still feel like uh, DMC Devil May Cry. Uh, I'll keep going to that. I think it's a good kind of. It's not on Game Pass, Ed. I know it's not going on Game Pass, and you know you brought the game that wasn't on Game Pass. But what did I bring? Oh, through that, Wait. through that, Dante's just Inferno. said Dante's Inferno. It's on Game Pass. No, it's not. It's on EA Play. If you have Game Pass Ultimate, it's right here. I'm looking at it right now. Game <laughs> Pass Ultimate, Dante's Inferno. Oh, EA Play. Bam. I suppose if you have if you have Game Pass Ultimate, yeah. If you don't have Game Pass Ultimate, what are you guys doing with your life? Why are you paying for Seriously. two separate services when you can get it all in one? Three, actually, yep. technically. Oh, EA Play, Games with Gold, or Gold, Xbox Live Gold, what, whatever the hell they're calling it now, and Game Pass. Plus, mm -hmm. you get cloud gaming. PC game. Plus, you get it on your PC. Plus, I don't know. It's only 15 bucks. Plus, what? yeah, what I was going to say, what else? What do you do with DMC Devil May Cry is always like on sale for like ten dollars or something. Mm -hmm. I think I bought it for seven or eight. I mean, it's cheap all the time. It's that cheap. game's amazing. Yeah, yeah, game's amazing. I mean, dealing with demons and just the yeah. the fighting and the combos is still good, and the music, the story is just like one of the uh, best. Dude, I mm -hmm. really wish we would have gotten a sequel to that game. They set it up so good with Virgil. Yeah, they did. Oh. yeah. I thought Ninja Theory did a great job with it. Like I said, it was the... Uh, I know a lot of people were like, oh, Dante's so angsty in this one. I'm like, he's angsty in all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever played Devil May Cry? <laughs> Have you, well, you know who Dante is? <laughs> well, that, and that's the thing. Like, as someone who really didn't play a whole lot of Devil May Cry and the DMC was my first one. Uh-huh. And just, you know, just knowing enough about it through just hearing people talk about it, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. I did not understand or get the hate. Like I yeah. absolutely loved that game. Plus, if, and it made me check out the other ones. Plus, you know? if you like, remember, if you remember, 
people hated De- Devil May Cry 2 and people hated Devil May Cry 4 because you had to replay the entire game backwards as a as a character that was not as good as the character you played through before. So, I know. Of course Capcom's going to reboot the, the, the whole Dante's I was going to say all the Dante's Inferno, like not Dante's Inferno, Devil May Cry games. <laughs> so like, I, honestly, Devil May Cry 2 is probably the worst of the series. What I actually enjoyed. No. I, uh, Ed, so. Ed, Ed, <laughs> stop interrupting. Ed. <laughs> no, it's fine. But um, I'm actually curious to hear what your thoughts are on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, Devil May Cry 4 was divisive because it's like, I don't want to play as Nero. I want to play as Dante. Right. But it's whatever. Yeah, I think two is better than four. I think you, I mean, you had to buy the run ability, and every time you failed in something that you just left the fight, you had to do that whole fight over and over. Like the camera, the camera work in that game was bad. I think mm-hmm. at least with Devil May Cry two, the cutscenes were good. I mean, the fighting was whatever it was, but the cutscenes was just like was done from an action director. So you got like this B-rated yet cool action sequence in this cutscenes. So I'm like, it has some good qualities. I don't find nothing good and good in the uh, Devil May. They Cry put 4. a muzzle over Dante's mouth in two. That's what I didn't like about it. They put a muzzle over his mouth because they took away that smart ass. Uh, banter that dante was always really good yeah. with mm-hmm. and they just kind of put a muzzle over him so i was like come on where's the quip you know the quippiness of him or whatever so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and Instead, i think that was... you get the i was supposed to fill your dark soul with lie oh that one was just so funny that's why i say it's b-rated <laughs> action uh yeah. goofiness but i'm like it's done it, to me personally it's done well you know um uh, mm-hmm. sure but yeah which their own uh, anybody else have any spoopy games they want to recommend before we head on out? Get some sleepy time in. Get some. <laughs> no, I mean, I... Pr- pretty much Visage is the is the game to play right now. And I recommend mm-hmm. Jesse game, Alan Wake Remastered. I'm like, go play that. That's a really good, like, horror thriller kind of game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, mm-hmm. if you, you know, like, if you want only Game Pass, I think the original is still on Game Pass, isn't it? Or yeah. backwards compatible or whatever. It's backwards compatible. It is not on Game Pass anymore. Oh, okay. They probably they, they probably re- I think they probably removed it once. Out. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can if you don't want if you want to go back. You know, Silent Hill is always the uh, primo um, mm-hmm. series to play. But uh, if you have a, uh, I don't recommend the HD collection because mm-hmm. especially Silent Hill Two. I heard they kind of uh, broke it a little bit when they made it. So, man, um, I wish Parasite Eve was still a thing. It is. You can play the third birthday on your PSP. Yeah, I. (laughs) He was a little. If you have a sixty gig PlayStation Three, you can play it. It's true. (laughs) Or a PlayStation One. Yeah. Actually, no, no. You can play PlayStation One games on the new on the new systems. It's just PlayStation 2 you couldn't. Yeah. I think that's how that worked. Well, PlayStation... Yeah, PlayStation 2... Oh, you mean you just couldn't play PlayStation 2 games? Yeah, because yeah. on the on the initial... The fat PlayStation 2, 3, the 60-gig version, everything was backwards compatible. But then when they put out the PlayStation Slims, nothing was backwards compatible, with so, the exception of PlayStation 1. You could play PlayStation so, 1 games, but so you could actually, play PlayStation 2 games. 
Actually, they put a patch on for even the fat PlayStation Three. Even before Slim came out, it took backwards compatible away from everybody. No, not no. Oh, the okay. sixty gig ones are still because they have the PS Two yeah. inside of them still. I thought they put the patch where they Mm-mm. stopped it from working. It's no. When I uh, when I revitalized my PlayStation Three just recently, I updated uh-huh. it. I updated this the uh, firmware, you know, and I and Googled it still it. let you do it. I Googled it because I was I heard what you said, and. I found out it wasn't true, so. Because yeah, because they were just like people. They took their system off from the internet because they were trying to keep it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, no, that was a rumor. So I updated it, and I, I knew like, well, if it didn't work, then I would just, you know, obviously mm-hmm. wipe the hard drive again and then start over. But, start over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, we did it. Another episode of Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast, in the books. <laughs> in the books. Ed, well. thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. Appreciate your yeah. uh, insight, I'll say, in the world of Xbox. Thank you. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening as well. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at the Boss Rush Network. You can check out BossRush.net for all of our content and all of our shows. You can also uh, check out Arsenal X every Tuesday morning on your podcast service of choice and on YouTube. We'd appreciate a like, a subscribe, a share, and rating and review wherever you listen to us. Ed, where can we find you? Guys, you can find me on Twitter at DevRetrico and check out Nintendo Podblock live recording on Mondays and the recorded show on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. in the morning. Stoy, where can we find you? I am also part of the EXP cast, a video game podcast. We talk about video games, obviously. You can find me on Sometimes. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. At EXP cast. Nice. Nice. Sick. Might want to check check your <laughs> uh check your feeds on Wednesday on Boss Rush Network to see who the the featured uh partner of Boss Rush Network is. May or may not be EXP cast. It should be interesting. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Suspense. Jesse, where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me everywhere as Phantom NXS. And you can find me at I am Corey in HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast. I will be appearing on Nintendo Power Block tomorrow with Jacob Galatrad. So, should be a good time. Thank you everybody for watching and or listening. And until next week, we love you. Goodbye. Bye. We appreciate you. Bye, everybody. Goodbye now.